2015 is poised to be a busy year for payments as card issuers, merchants, and acquirers ramp up their efforts to roll out EMV chip cards and point-of-sale systems. Here, Kimberly Lawrence, Senior Vice President of Global Corporate Initiatives for Visa, offers an overview of the U.S.'s migration to chip and speaks about some of the challenges the U.S. market is navigating along the way. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Kim, I'm catching you in the airport as you're on your way to the Smart Card Alliance 2015 Payment Summit in Salt Lake City. Can you give our audience a brief overview of some of the areas and migration trends that you expect to address during your keynote tomorrow morning? Yeah, Tracy, thank you so much for having me today. Um, I think a couple of the key themes that we're going to be talking about bigger and broader are industry readiness, so all of the stakeholders and their level of readiness as migration is underway, specifically talking about issuer activities with issuing cards, acquire and merchant activities with getting terminals out into the marketplace, and the broader industry work that is underway about ensuring that consumers and merchants have all the information they need to actually conduct transactions at the point of sale. So that's kind of the overarching theme of what we'll be talking about and the key themes around migration trends as we look at the U.S. moving toward an EMP chip environment. So, Kim, where would you say the U.S. market is today where chip card and EMV-compliant POS deployments are concerned? Yeah, it's a great question. I think the industry has made a ton of really great, significant progress over really the past 12 or so months. Any other markets haven't really seen movement at the pace that we've been moving in the U.S. There is a lot of focus on, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, getting cards out into the marketplace and getting merchant when sale environments ready with terminals, getting them up and running. On the issuer side, we have seen significant continued increase in rolling out of cards. Issuers are on a broad spectrum. Some are in the phases of actively issuing all new and reissued cards that are going out, have chips on them. Others are selectively issuing their portfolios. And some are still in the pilot or reactive phase where they'll give a new card to a consumer to ask for one. But we see all of the top issuers are in active issuance at this point of cards. And then on the acquire and merchant side, we see a lot of progress going on there. A lot of the big merchants have been pretty public about where they are in their process. Uh, development is underway, and, and some are in pilot stage. Some have started to roll out. A lot of the smaller merchants have simpler or easier implementations. They're a bit more plug-and-play. They don't have as much integration to do. And a number of the smaller merchants coming online through their normal cycle of replacing their terminals. Kim, would you say that merchants or card issuers are further along at this point with their EMV rollouts? It's pretty balanced. I would say both sides of the transactions are very focused on getting ready. Everyone we've seen to date is really focused on mimicking the current MagStripe environment with regard to how they're setting up cardholder verification methods. Everyone's focused on getting to chip as quickly as possible and trying to minimize the actual development and changes that are needed to get to this new, more secure environment. So what will the state of EMV look like, Kim, in the U.S. by October 2015, which is the liability shift date that's been set by the card brands? Yeah, there's been a number of industry forecasts that have been put out into the marketplace over the past probably six or so months. And projections estimate that on the card side, we'll see about 70% of credit cards that will be chip-enabled by the end of 2015 and close to 40% of debit cards. The difference in those numbers largely credit has led. It was an easier implementation on the credit side. It used the traditional EMV implementation. 
Onda that the industry came together over the past year and had to solve for uh, regulation compliance around debit cards, which made debit a little bit more difficult to solve for. And we see debit just on a slower uh, ramp than we see credit. On the terminal side, based on acquire forecast, we expect that about 50% of the terminals will be ready by the end of 2015. And just a quick final note as we look at markets around the world that have migrated to EMV in the past, these numbers are pretty consistent with level of readiness achieved in other markets around the time of liability shift. So Kim, what are some of the challenges that still need to be overcome? Kind of the continued focus on industry readiness and making sure that all stakeholders of all sizes are kind of continuing on their migration path at pretty much the same pace. We want to ensure that as the industry moves that nobody gets sort of left behind of the curve of, of movement. I think the other big challenge that I just mentioned, common debit uh, and, and getting debit deployed on both the terminal and the card side in a timely manner is going to be really important. Lots of industry collaboration has gone into solving for debit in a common way and will continue to be needed as we move forward uh, with making it a reality. And then the third thing I would say is really just around the consumer experience, and that's broader than just the cardholder. It includes actually the merchant point of sale as well. So when you have a new card, you take it into the, to do a transaction at the point of sale, making sure that the clerk and the consumer know what to do to actually make that transaction happen. Just expanding a bit, Kim, on some of the nuances that you mentioned about debit, how are the card brands working together to ensure that the migration to EMV isn't hindered in some way by some type of technical inconsistency? Yeah, there's a lot of work going on in the industry across not just common debit, but EMV migration broadly. Smart Card Alliance and the EMV Migration Forum, which is an element of the Smart Card Alliance group, is a great example of that. The EMS actually has been impetus for solving common debit. It was the group that came together and proposed how we as an industry address debit given the regulation that we were looking to solve for. And then there's also uh, the Payment Security Task Force, which is another group that is made up of industry partners, including Visa and MasterCard, that is also focused on payment security more broadly, but EMV is, is a focus of that as well. So a number of forums that are have assembled all focus on a little bit of different elements of the migration activities, but trying to move the migration along, identify hurdles, and resolve them wherever possible. We've been talking a lot about some of the implications for mobile. What would you say, Kim, is the role that mobile could play? And when I talk about mobile, it could be anything from Apple Pay to some other type of mobile wallet solution. How do you think that that might help to move along the chip migration in the U.S., if at all? Yeah, so I think it will play a role. I think we've already seen it start to play a role. Uh, Apple Pay, uh, as most people know, is built on NFC technology. Those devices actually all have a chip embedded in them, just like a chip is embedded in the card, and they've got the EMV application loaded on those mobile devices. So Apple Pay is a really good example of how it uses that same underlying EMV technology to originate the payment. So as it relates to the broader EMV migration activities underway, the real focus um, is on merchants enabling those contactless devices, which are and we've seen a lot of interest and an uptick in not just rolling out contact uh, chip readers, but also contactless readers as merchants try to enable mobile payments as well as card-based payments. 
Kim, you also touched on the consumer experience, and of course, this also is something that touches card issuers as well as merchants. Are there areas where merchants and banking institutions are falling short when it comes to customer education? Yeah, I think the work has just really started in that space. I know from Beeson's perspective, we are very focused on building out tools and services to enable issuers and acquirers and merchants with helping to educate either consumers or clerks who are standing at the point of sale and actually having to get that transaction originated. This is a big area of focus in the industry on how we solve this collectively. I think we're seeing issuers with cards going out and mailers explaining to cardholders what these cards are and how to use them. But in a lot of cases, it's you know, a long period of time between the time when the cardholder actually receives the card and they're encountering a chip transaction. So it's going to be an ongoing cycle of trying to, as an industry, raise awareness and make sure that consumers and merchants are capable of originating that transaction as seamlessly as possible. And then, Kim, finally, before we close, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, I think I've hit on sort of all the key pieces. I think our focus is not just on Visa and Visa clients in terms of getting everyone as ready as possible, but really I, and when I think about it, it's keeping this industry collaboration. I think the markets that we've seen historically that have successfully migrated with the EMB chip technology have done so in a way where the industry is all working together. Everyone plays a key role in making this change. So working together wherever we can, whether it's through forums or through more informal collaboration, I think will be the key to making this as seamless of a transition as possible. Kim, I'd like to thank you again for your time today, and good luck at the summit this week. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Kimberly Lawrence of Visa. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.